My name is J.W. Oker. I'm an author, and I like to go out and look for weird stuff. I call it oddity. For more than a decade, I've sought out oddities of nature, oddities of art, oddities of culture and history. I believe that within a tank or two of gas, of any point in this country, is some seriously cool oddity, and that we all should go check it out. This is Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast. So I was in this chicken wing joint in Staten Island, New York, a small place. It was like three booths and a counter. And I was talking to the man at the counter and I was ordering chicken wings because that's what you do in a chicken wing joint. You order chicken wings and I love chicken wings. So that makes sense that I was ordering chicken wings, except in this one particular case, I didn't want chicken wings. I was ordering chicken wings because I wanted to distract the man behind the counter from the knowledge that I was actually there to see the 13-foot-long artificial great white shark hanging just inches above my head. His name was Jaws. So this mundane story of me ordering chicken wings but not really wanting chicken wings actually started way back in 1975. But the good news is I don't have to start this story back then. You know most of the story. You know that there once was this shark movie made by this kid named Steven Spielberg, and it took the world by storm, it invented the blockbuster, became one of the ultimate movies, one of the favorites of all time, one of the best touchstones we have in culture. You know all that, so I'm not going to tell you that story, but that's where the story starts. You also might know the story of Bruce. So, Bruce was the shark in the movie. He was the prop. Actually, there were three of them, three Bruces, three great white sharks uh, used in the filming of Jaws. None of those three prop sharks survive today. Nobody knows what happened to them. They disappeared. They decayed. They definitely weren't hanging above me in that chicken wing shop. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, wait, there was a fourth Bruce. And there was a fourth Bruce. He didn't appear in the movies. He wasn't used as a prop. He was made from the same mold, though, as the three previous Bruce Jaws great white sharks. He was made by the studio to kind of capitalize on all the Jaws fever that was gripping everybody who saw the movie and was hung up at Universal Studios as a photo op, as a tourist attraction. That Jaws, that Bruce, has a pretty interesting story as well. That Bruce ended up in a auto parts junkyard for like decades where he rotted and just sat there surrounded by smashed cars, I guess. He also was not the shark hanging above my head in that uh, Staten Island chicken joint. Uh, eventually, actually just recently, he was restored and is now going to be displayed in a new, a new museum in Los Angeles. I think it's a Academy, I can't think it's the Academy Awards, whatever, the Academy Institution that runs the Oscars and all that stuff. I think they're opening a museum and this Bruce that's been moldering in a junkyard for decades is going to be one of its displays, exhibits, prize artifacts. Okay, so that's all the sharks that this story is not about that I just went through. See, this story isn't about that movie or that shark. It's about the ride it inspired and the mechanical shark that was a part of that ride. After the success of Jaws, Universal Studios added a stop on its famous tram tour. So they had this tour at Universal Studios Hollywood. They kind of went through all these sets and you could, you know, see stuff in the movies like Norman Bates' Psycho House. You could see it. You could drive by it in this tram tour. And one of the stops they instituted was the Jaws set. So you could take this little tour and go through the Jaws set and then Jaws itself would leap out of the water at you. 
pretty amazing. I never took it. I've never been to Universal Studios Hollywood, despite the fact that the Psycho House is the number one thing I want to see out of all pop culture artifacts. It's a big failure on my part that I have not seen this. Now, cut to decades later in 1990, and they build Universal Studios Florida, not too far away from Disney. For that concept, they decided not to do the tram tour. They decided to do full-on attractions because, again, they're fighting against Disney. So they made an entire Jaws ride. Now, even though I never took the Universal Studios Hollywood tram tour, I have taken Jaws the ride at Universal Studios Orlando. I went to college in Florida in the late 90s, and when I went to Universal Studios, it was always for Halloween Horror Nights. So I wasn't really there to see the rides. I was there to see the haunted houses, but they kept the rides open. And of course, I did the Jaws ride. It was amazing. You get into this uh, boat with all the other tourists. There's a staff guy at the wheel pretending to drive the boat around the lagoon. That's actually on tracks. He's not driving it, of course. And then Jaws leaps out of the water and attacks you throughout this tram tour. You go through a building. There's pyrotechnics. A gas stop blows up. A burned <laughs> Jaws leaps at you. It is an amazing ride, and it really does feel like a massive Great White is attacking you. Beautiful ride. I also, because again, I was doing uh, Halloween Horror Nights, which is at night, got to take that ride at night. And it was a thousand times better to be out in this dark lagoon in the night time with a shark jumping out at you every once in a while. Perfect. Perfect ride. Now, it wasn't always a perfect ride. When it was first opened, it was very buggy. Hardly ever worked. It had huge problems. They had to shut it down a lot. It just didn't work very well. And it's a very complicated ride, so it makes sense. There's electricity going on. There is water going on. There are pyrotechnics and fire going on. I don't know if pyrotechnics and fire are synonymous, but there were both of those going on. And then, of course, you were throwing a massive piece of steel at actual visitors who are stranded in a boat in the middle of water. It is a little bit of a headache of a ride, and it didn't really work very well. So what they did was they just redid it. They got a new vendor, a new person to build the ride, because apparently the old vendor just utterly failed, and revamped it. And that was the ride I took. By the time I was in college, it had already been refurbished, and it was the new Jaws experience ride, whatever it's called. Big metal shark in the water. So what I would like to tell you is that 13-foot-long great white hanging above my head in that chicken joint on Staten Island was me being reunited with my attacker after two decades. It's not that clean of a story, though. That shark was from the original ride, not the ride I took later on, but from the original ride. In fact, <laughs> it's the only shark, or at least intact shark, from that ride known to exist, and it stuck around because one of the people connected with the ride took it home. And his home was Maryland, which is actually my home state and where I lived uh, when I went off to college in Florida. So as I was taking 95 South to go to college in Florida, somebody was trucking this shark up 95 North to hang out in Maryland for years. And there are actually photos online of this shark just sitting in a person's yard, moldering, rusting, decaying, whatever it was doing just in somebody's yard. Uh, I'll make sure I post a link to that, of course, in the uh, show notes. Anyway, that shark that was in that person's yard in the great state of Maryland, actually went up for auction in 2018, so very, very recently, and was bought by a pair of brothers from Staten Island who were very big Jaws fans. Their names were John and Tom Ryan, and they ran a chicken joint on Staten Island, the very same one that I started this story with. Its name is 494 Chicken. 
As soon as I found out about this purchase, it made the news, or at least some of the news, whatever. It came across my radar somehow, because I'm always looking for what happened to classic props. I jumped in the car to go see it. That's the very same year, 2018. Staten Island is only about four, four and a half hours from where I live in southern New Hampshire. But of course, I turned the whole trip into an oddity jaunt and saw a bunch of stuff on the way, mostly in New Jersey. I saw Neil Armstrong's house. I saw a tombstone shaped like a life-size Mercedes-Benz. I saw... what else did I see? I stopped at a park dedicated to Lou Costello from the comedy duo Abbott Costello. They had a statue of him. But anyway... I saw all those things, but even with seeing all those things, that trip was only going to be a success if I saw a great white shark hanging in a chicken wing joint. So 494 Chicken is located at 3785 Victory Boulevard. I'll put that in the show notes as well. I could tell from the outside immediately how small it was. It's mostly for pickup and delivery. You're not really supposed to eat there. Like I said, it only had three booths. But the second I walked in... It was almost all shark. They had the lights tinted blue, so you almost felt like you were underwater. But that shark took up the, almost the entire ceiling. It overshadowed at least two of the booths, plus a jukebox and one of those chicken egg bubble machine things. I mean, it was pretty obvious once you stepped in that this thing was almost more a shark display than it was a restaurant. Still, though, I pretended I wasn't there for the shark because... When I'm in the moment oddity hunting, I am very sensitive and very awkward. It's almost like a personal thing for me. It's like an intimate moment when I am finding an oddity. And I don't want to tell people that's what I'm doing. Even though I'm sure that guy behind the counter wouldn't have cared if I'd have said, hey, can I just hang out here and take pictures of your shark and live tweet it or whatever? He'd have been fine. That's why it was there. That's why it's in that shop. The owner was obviously a Jaws fanatic. He wanted to share his collection. And there were you know, mugs and t-shirts and all kinds of things dedicated to Jaws on the walls surrounding this massive shark hanging from the ceiling. The shark had no tail. It stopped a few feet behind the fin and it was upside down. So it looked like a dead goldfish kind of, but it also still looked kind of terrifying because it had all the teeth, the eyes. In fact, in its jaws was a coat with the name Quint (laughs) on the pocket. So really cool place. And I highly recommend you go there. The chicken wings are great too. I enjoyed those on the drive home all the way to my home in southern New Hampshire. But go for that great white shark that was once at Universal Studios Orlando, scaring tourists for, I don't know how long, years? (laughs) A year or two before they kind of threw the wrench in and said, let's make a new ride because this one doesn't work. So go see that place. Uh, The one thing I hope this story doesn't inspire in you though is to go actually take the Jaws ride at Universal Studios Orlando. And that's because it doesn't exist anymore. Hasn't since like 2012. As magic as that ride was, and as magic as my memories about that ride are, it just couldn't beat the magic of a British boy on a broom. They tore out Jaws, they paved over Jaws, and they put up the Wizarding World of Harry Potter expansion, which I think was Diagon Alley, which is probably pretty cool. I haven't seen that yet either, but it's not the Jaws ride. As to what happened to those sharks, I don't know where they ended up, but I can say with a pretty high level of confidence that none of them ended up in a chicken wing joint. But the Universal Studios Hollywood Tram Tour is still going strong, so you can still experience the feeling of being attacked by a massive great white. I also hear that Universal Studios Japan still has a full Jaws ride. 
So as long as somebody in the world is getting menaced by a giant mechanical great white while they're stranded out the middle of the water, I'm a little happy. All right, so I'm going to show you a bunch of stuff in the show notes. So particularly with this episode, you're going to want to go down and look at that. I'm going to have a link to photos for my visit because I definitely got some photos in. After I ordered the chicken wings, the guy went back to prepare the order and then I just went crazy. Took photos from every angle, took selfies, took video. I definitely got my intimate moment with that shark. So go to the link and see those photos. I'll put a bunch of links to walkthroughs of the ride on YouTube, both the original one, the tram tour. There are a lot of people documenting Universal Studios rides and the Jaws ride in particular. So there's tons of information out there. Go get lost in that internet hole. I definitely did. And this is just a summary of what I saw. But again, none of it holds a candle to a shark in a chicken joint. Now, uh, other things to push, uh, I don't really have anything, I guess. I still have my book out, 12 Nights at Rotter House. I'm in that part of the cycle where my sales are dropping. <laughs> we're past Halloween, all the people that were gonna buy it have bought it. And in order for me to sell more books, I need to reach more people, I guess. But if you're still in the fence after the months it's been out and doesn't don't know where to, whether to buy it or not, I don't know how to push you over that fence, but please buy it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to support people that ask you to buy their books. I don't know. That's out there. Uh, make sure you check out the Otis Club if you're interested in seeing behind the stories of my visits to oddity, oddities around the country. And that's it. Pretty much everything that I do, you can find from oddthingsiveseen.com. So just go there, poke around, and all of my projects related to this are there. This has been an episode of Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast. <laughs>